Today is Friday, November the 25th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day from the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, Carolina, Clem sucks, need I say more. I break down the best rivalry in all of college football as South Carolina travels to the upstate to take on their arch rival. Guys, I'll talk top storylines, key matchups to watch, Keys the game, and I will lock in my lead pipe lock of the weekend prediction as well. Also, your listener questions. We have got a jam-packed show for you here on this Friday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go down with the Price Picks app, go to pricepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match. Up to $100. Guys, Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works. Pick two to five players, and you can win it 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry, guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entries. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes, parlay with the over on Spencer Rattler, if you like. Of course, with college basketball back in full swing, you can play that as well. They got college sports, pro sports, anything and everything you can think of. They've got it over at Prize Picks. They've also got a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks. And you should as well. Go download the Price Picks app. Go to PricePicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This one just hits different. 
Carolina, Clem sucks. The best rivalry in all of college football. It's not just a game to the people of this great state. It's something you live with 365 days a year and 24-7. Bragging rights are on the line. And South Carolina, yet again this season, will look to snap a streak and start anew and cap off one hell of a ride that has been the 2022 regular season for Gamecocks football. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, happy Friday. TGIF, hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here of the Spurs Up show as always. And guys, I hope this show does find you well, no matter where you are, what you're doing. Hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving with you and yours. Ate all of the Thanksgiving, the ham, the stuffing, the dressing, whatever you call it, the pumpkin pie, all the sides and everything that comes with it. Again, we are here. We are rocking. I'm so excited to chat with you all. And admittedly, I'll tell you this. You know, whenever I record shows, it, it, it's I've recorded so many at this point, right? We're on episode 733 today. There's always that sense, that feeling of, for me, that excitement, right? When you cut on the mic and you get into it and you, and you get after it. But today's show hits different, right? And when you're talking this game, the magnitude of this matchup tomorrow... It's got a little bit extra juice to it, right? It's got a little bit extra, a little bit extra oomph, if you will. And I'm very, very excited to be chatting with you all. Guys, before we get rolling, let me remind you, of course, our watch party tomorrow. We will not be in the upstate. Instead, we will be back on home soil. Our final watch party, the 2022 season. Carolina Alehouse in Columbia in Harbison. Guys, all the details are pinned to the top. Of, of our social media. So again, if you need any information in regards to address, doors open at 11, kickoff is at noon. So again, come on out, join us. I'll be there around 11 or so getting set up. Would love to see you guys out there. And I figured why not? We'll gather together. Those of you that don't want to go to the upstate and deal with the inbred folks that are Clem sucks. You don't want to deal with everything that comes with it. You are more than welcome to join us at Carolina Alehouse Harbison in Columbia, South Carolina, as we watch together. And again, I want to say thank you, by the way, to our friends over at Carolina Alehouse. It's been a fantastic season with them at our watch parties. And again, appreciate all of you that have taken the time to stop by and join us for those. So again, really excited. Doors at 11, kickoff at noon, and we will take in the rivalry game together. Also, I will have merch on hand, towels and koozies, the Beamer Ball stuff. Uh, of course, I'll also have stickers and koozies to give away. So again, going to be a really, really fun Saturday tomorrow afternoon at Carolina Alehouse in Columbia in Harbison. And again, all details are on our social media. With that being said, guys, Carolina, Clem sucks. As I mentioned, need I say more? Kickoff at noon tomorrow on ABC in Clem sucks South Carolina at Memorial Stadium. Of course, the line in this one, guys, has stayed pretty consistent. Opened at 16 on Sunday. It has since come down to 14 and a half. The Gamecocks are an underdog. The over-under is set at 51 and a half. And you know what I thought was really interesting? This line over the summer, guys, of course, they drop big game lines over the summer. And I look back at some of the content I made back in June and, and July, if you will, when I was talking about my season predictions and just, you know, doing the opponent preview series, all that good stuff. 
the big game line, when the line dropped for this game back in July, it opened with Clemson as 16-point favorite. So it's just crazy how Vegas sort of knows or Vegas sort of has a feel on the teams and the games and what have you. And uh, the line has not changed. In basically, what, three months or so, four months, the line has not changed from what Vegas had it early on, or should I say the middle of the summer. Of course, we all know the series history. Clemson sucks leads at 72 42 and four Gamecocks and an ugly seven game losing streak. They will look to snap. And of course, the meeting last year, guys, Clem Sucks won the game 30 to nothing. And of course, yours truly was in the stadium. Garrett Carolina coming off the big win over Auburn. And you really thought maybe the Gamecocks had built some momentum, but the offense led by Jason Brown just never able to get anything going. Of course, Clem Sucks dominated you in the trenches, won that battle at the line of scrimmage. And eventually, Will Shipley and company led you down. DJU, I think, only had like 98 yards passing in that game. But they were able to run the football down your throat and, and uh, obviously get the big win at Williams-Brice Stadium, 30 to nothing, which I want to say, I, I don't remember exactly the numbers. I, I know a Clemsucks fan certainly could tell me, but it was the first shutout in quite a while. So Gamecocks obviously looking for their revenge, looking to snap the streak in this one. And that leads us into, guys, our top storylines Going into this game, and I just start with the importance of this rivalry game and what this game means, right? Because, you know, I understand the approach of this is just another game on the schedule, but but it's not, right? It's not. We don't have to in this world. We don't have to, between you and I, we don't have to live in the world of coach speak. We don't have to say, well, it's just another ball game. It's a nameless, faceless opponent. Like, that's great for the guys in the locker room and those competing on the field of play, but this is a very, very big game. And you talk to former players, right? And they'll tell you, certainly, it's probably a bigger deal for the fans and the fan bases than maybe it even is for the individual players, right? Like Spencer Rattler doesn't have some deep-rooted hate for Clem Sucks. I mean, you know, guys on their roster don't have some deep-rooted hate for South Carolina. But what this game means, I would say even though this Gamecocks program, right, when you talk about in-state recruiting and you talk about the health of your program. And you look at the way that Clem Sucks has dominated you over the last seven meetings, eight years effectively, if you will. I think it is of massive importance. And we talked about this over the summer. I think it's of massive importance for the Gamecocks at minimum to return some sort of level of competitiveness to this rivalry. And I posted this statistic earlier on in the week, guys, but it's crazy when you look at these games since 2008, only one game, one game has been determined by single digits, and that was the 2015 game, a game in which the Gamecocks scored with like 15 seconds to go to make that margin of defeat just five. So even when South Carolina was winning five in a row, and now Clem Sucks winning seven in a row, the games have typically been blowouts, especially when you look at you know, this latest streak, the way that Clem Sucks has been able to really do whatever they want with you and have their way with you on a year-in, year-out basis. So again, guys, I, I just think it's important for this South kind of football program to put a stop to it. You know, it's it's not good enough to just go on a year-in, year-out basis and get your brains beat in by your rival, right? This is a really important game. It's an important game for all those that wear the garnet and black. It's important for those, of course, that wear the orange and purple. It is such a massive ball game, right? We don't have pro sports. We don't have, and the baseball rivalry is great, and the basketball rivalry is great, and the rivalry as a whole is great. 
But this game, this football matchup, the matchup on the gridiron, of course, like I mentioned, this is one of the great rivalries in all of college football. And certainly we're all hoping to see it return to that starting tomorrow. Because again, it's not much of a rivalry when one side is winning and winning in blowout fashion. I think this is a huge game for Shane Beamer and his South kind of football program early on in his tenure. Guys, moving to on the field, of course, big storyline in this one, the status of Marshawn Lloyd and Christian Beal Smith. Uh, Shane Beamer did sound optimistic early in the week in his call-in show that one, if not both, of those guys would play. Of course, Marcus Satterfield, speaking to the media on Wednesday, he said if he was a betting man, he'd put money that one of them would play. He would not say who. Obviously, I think we all hope it is Marshawn Lloyd because of the dynamic dynamic he brings to this offense. And Shane Beamer saying that Marshawn Lloyd and CBS, they both told him that they would play. So we shall see. I mean, of course, guys, the Gamecocks offense does look much different when you put in Lloyd, even though you just had your best performance of the 2022 football season with no Marshawn Lloyd or CBS. But obviously, if you can get those guys back, especially number one, it is a huge, huge boost to your offense and especially your running game and what's going to be a really, really tough task when you think about that Clemson front seven and the challenge that they present. Guys, another big storyline for me. Coming off a 63-point performance against Tennessee, a game in which Spencer Rattler, 30-37, 438 yards and six touchdowns. What does Spencer Rattler do for an encore, right? It's crazy. It's crazy how one game and effectively one week can completely change the narrative. This time last week, you had folks clamoring for a backup. You had folks clamoring for a change. One week later, and we're all saying to ourselves, thank goodness they didn't take Rattler out. Look at what he did. He showed you that he was that dude, that he is that dude. You've now seen what he's capable of. As Steven Garcia said on Monday, the standard has now been set in regards to what this offense and specifically Spencer Rattler is capable of. Now, I don't think it's fair, obviously, to expect him to play to quite that level. He's not going to throw for 438 yards. He's not going to throw for six touchdowns, although we all wish that he would. But what version of Spencer Rattler do we see? And this goes into the big storyline I'll talk about in just shortly and here in just a little bit. But what version of Rattler do we see, right? Because you could tell early on in that Tennessee game, he was on. I mean, hitting every single target, hitting every single receiver right in their hands. I mean, you look back at some of those throws, guys, some of the balls he was throwing, the way he was placing it, just going past the fingertips of the Tennessee defenders. Do we see Spencer Rattler? Is Spencer Rattler heating up, if you will? Has he saved his best for last? As Shane Beamer said a couple of weeks ago, they remember November and what a memorable performance it would be if Rattler's able to lead his team into Memorial Stadium and get the big W. So again, guys, how does Spencer Rattler follow up by far his best performance of the season? Going to go a long way in determining the winner of this football game tomorrow afternoon. Uh, guys, looking at the Tigers specifically, another big storyline, I think, in this one, and you look at them, they've had some turnover issues. When you look at Clemson, guys, nine fumbles. Over their last two games, five of which they have lost. And when you take a look at Clem Sucks, Clem Sucks has turned the ball over 12 times in their last four 
games. That's enough of a sample size for me to say that they are having turnover problems. It's, it's not just some one-off. It's not just some kind of outlier stat. Clem Sucks has shown on a week-in, week-out basis, they will give up the football. They are prone to turning the football over. You wonder how Clayton White and his unit are going to attack that. Do we see this defense being the aggressor, playing even maybe a little bit more aggressive? Do we see South Carolina taking more chances on the defensive side? Obviously, you've got to slow down Will Shipley, which I'm going to talk about in just a second. But do we see them taking more chances in hopes that turnovers will be a big part of this football game? And on the flip side, are the Tigers able to protect the football and make it even tougher on that Gamecocks defense? Guys, speaking of Will Shipley, another big storyline in this one, stop Shipley. You stop Clem Sucks. I mean, is that kind of, is it as simple as that, right? You look at last year, they were able to run the football down your throat. DJU not even throwing for over 100 yards. Now, it is much easier said than done. Will Shipley is a fantastic player. He's a great running back. He can beat you in a multitude of ways. 960 yards on the ground this season, 13 touchdowns. He's also got 28 catches for 182 yards. But when you look at Clem Sucks and you look at just what makes their offense go, what makes their offense tick, I think it is Will Shipley. It is their fantastic running back. So, I think that will be what this defense is keyed in on. I think you've got to force DJU to beat you, get them in some third and longs, get them in some obvious passing situations. I think if you can do that, you've got a great shot. But again, South Carolina has been susceptible to allowing big runs. They've been susceptible to teams having success on the ground, guys. We all recall, I think over the last couple of games, it's been about five and a half to six yards per carry they're allowing. So it has not been easy for this Gamecocks defensive front, but your front seven has got to have, I think, arguably their best game of the season against what's a really potent Tigers rushing attack. Guys, this is a big storyline for me. You know what's interesting? The last time Shane Beamer was on staff, at South Carolina and the Gamecocks went to Memorial Stadium was back in 2010. You might recall special teams played a role in that one early with the botched punt. Brian Maddox was able to recover it like the Clemsucks two yard line. Gamecocks punch it in and the rest is history on the way to a 29 to seven blowout victory. Could Beamer ball show itself. And guys, in a game like this, where you're a two-touchdown underdog and you need something, right, to gain some momentum, to flip this game on its head, maybe this is a game. And you look at Clem Sucks also, guys, in their one loss this season to Notre Dame. Special teams. Special teams was a huge part of that game. Notre Dame, I think they had two block punts, if I, if I remember correctly. I know they had one for sure. But either way, special teams was a huge part in their blowout win. Could Beamer Ball show itself in this one? And again, I think winning the special teams facet going to be huge for this football team. And guys, my final storyline is this one. And we've talked about this a lot this week, but I'm going to bring it up yet again. The question is this, and I think it's why you're seeing so many Gamecock fans be so hesitant going into this ball game tomorrow, is it's just which USC team shows up. And I've talked about the numbers that back up, right? Because there's this narrative that, God, South Carolina, they just, they follow up great performances with, with terrible ones. And there's actually numbers that back up that act, that does happen more often than you realize. In South Carolina's last 11 games, 
following an against-the-spread win, which obviously they did that against Tennessee. The Gamecocks are 1-9-1 and against the spread in their last 11 games following an against-the-spread win. So the numbers tell you and the numbers indicate that what is USC doing? They are following up great performances with underachieving performances. But I look at this game tomorrow, guys, a lot of this is just about South Carolina, right? Which team shows up? Do we see the Tennessee game version of South Carolina? Or do we see the Florida game version? Now, I will say this. I think those are two extremes. Is South Carolina as as high-flying and dynamic and as good as they showed last weekend against Tennessee? No, I do not think so. Are they as bad as they showed in the game against Florida in which the offense literally got shut out? No, I do not think so. The truth lies somewhere in the middle, but I think the question is, what is the product closer to? Do the Gamecocks revert back to their old ways, right? We've got 10 instances to look at in which the USC offense was stagnant, was stale, was putrid, whatever negative adjective you want to use. It was not good, right? And we've got a one-game sample size of this South Carolina team that just came out of nowhere. Everything's clicking on all cylinders. You score nine touchdowns. Spencer Rattler looks like a freaking Heisman Trophy winner. What version of this team shows up? Right? Which version are you closer to? That Florida game or the Tennessee game? And do Gamecock fans, are their worries justified? Is this yet another up? Here comes the USC letdown game. That's all I've heard this week from people. Oh, man, we beat Tennessee. Here comes that typical letdown game. It's crazy. The jaded Gamecock fans, Gamecock Nation jaded as a whole, expecting the letdown. Can South Carolina refute that negative trend? Can they go against the grain, go against the current, and do something that I think a lot of their own fan base is not expecting. Guys, let's move into key matchups to watch before we do. I want to tell you about our friends over at Carolina Cigars, proud sponsors of the Spurs Up show and proud suppliers, by the way, of the Clem Sucks Pack. Carolina Cigars has been in operation since 2008, recently taken over by the Peterson family in 2020. Whether you're new to the cigar scene or whether you've been enjoying cigars your entire life, Carolina Cigars has the expertise and knowledge to make your visit to their shop enjoyable. Stop by for a fine cigar and experience their classic cigar lounge where people come together, share conversations, and become friends. So if you're into cigars and you're on Hilton Head Island, you really do need to go by and visit them. They offer same-day shipping nationwide, free delivery island-wide for weddings and all special occasions. They're also proud to offer premium cigars at nine outside humidor locations around Hilton Head Island, and they have special events throughout the year as well. They want to talk to you. They want to engage. They want to share with you their cigar selection they're very proud of and their beautiful cigar lounge. When you're in the low country, there's only one place for cigars. That's Carolina Cigars, Hilton Head Island's premier cigar merchant. Come and share your passion. It's all there at Carolina Cigars. And of course, guys, the only place that I get my stogies is Carolina Cigars. You can find them on Instagram at at Carolina underscore cigars. That's at Carolina underscore cigars. Or give them a call today at 843-681-8600. That's 843-681-8600. Smoke them if you got them and tell them that Chris 
from the Spurs Up show sent you. All right, let's dive into our key matchups to watch. And guys, when you look at these two teams, right, I think South Carolina defensively is going to be keyed in on stopping or at least slowing down Will Shipley. On the flip side, you look at Clem Sucks, fantastic front seven. Their defense has been somewhat susceptible to the passing game, right? You look at some of their games they've played this year, there have been more than a couple, more than a handful of teams that have had success through the air. So I think South Carolina is going to try to use the quick game, use the passing game, and get the football to their weapons on the outside. So while I think line of scrimmage is obviously going to go a long, long way in determining the win of this football game, I could see this being a bit of a quarterback duel. My first key matchup, Spencer Rattler against DJ Uwe Ungalele. Which quarterback does and or does not make the big mistake, right? Limiting mistakes at that position. And guys, a lot of this football game, if South Carolina is going to do, quote unquote, the unthinkable and get the win, if they're going to pull off the upset, pull off the victory on the road, a lot of it is going to come down to Spencer Rattler and his play. And also, again, if the Gamecocks can slow down Will Shipley, what can DJU do? He's been good at times, for sure. Other times, not so good. Can't wait to watch that quarterback battle between Rattler and Uwe Ungalele. My second key matchup to watch, speaking of Will Shipley, my second key matchup, Gamecocks defensive coordinator Clayton White against the fantastic running back that is for Clem Sucks, Will Shipley. Shipley, 960 yards rushing, 5.6 yards per carry, 13 touchdowns. Also, of course, like I mentioned earlier, 28 catches and 182 yards. You know, I wanted to list somebody like Zach Pickens or Sherrod Green, but I think it's going to take a team effort to bottle him up. Again, give Shipley credit. He's a fantastic player, was obviously a very highly sought after player on the recruiting trail, and for good reason. It is going to be up to Clayton White. He will need to have his best scheme of the season to bottle him up and again put this game on DJU I would expect the Gamecocks to play man coverage on the outside with their fantastic corners and I think they're going to do everything they can to key in on the run and key in on Shipley but again guys like I said earlier it's much easier said than done so again White versus Shipley and my final key matchup to watch thinking a little bit outside the box here I'm going with special teams and these two field goal kickers who have both been fantastic for their respective squads. Mitch Jeter against BT Potter. Jeter, of course, perfect on the year. Nine of nine in field goals. You look at Potter, 17 of 20 in field goals. They get a lot of field goals this season. I think this is a game, guys. I think it's going to be close. I think it's a game that could come down to field goals late. Of course, points. You know, I, I just, for whatever reason, I pick the under. I, I, I don't think, I think points will be at somewhat at a premium, but again, all the points you can get. I do think special teams is going to play a role. Both field goal kickers will be important and could be important for each respective side. So again, Mitch Jeter against BT Potter. Another key matchup for me. In this one, let's move into the keys to victory. What South Carolina must do to get the win and snap the streak against Clem Sucks. And I'll start with this one. You guys may have seen this story I posted just a couple of days ago when I talked about my grandfather and my Gamecock fandom and, and some of the things that we would talk about and discuss when we were watching South Carolina football. And in case you missed it, my grandpa was so funny, man. We'd be watching games. 
And whenever we would be, Carolina would be receiving, right? Whether it be a punt, kickoff, whatever. He would say, kangaroo, kangaroo. And the reason he would say that is because he was saying, put the football in a pouch like a kangaroo and hold on to it for dear life. Now, on the flip side, right, the fumble, which is a big part of the game, and it's a big part of this when you when you take a look at Clemson, like I mentioned earlier, guys, nine fumbles in their last two games, five of those they have lost. My grandfather had a nickname for the fumble. He would call it the Sal Hepatica play. Now, you might be wondering, Chris, what the hell is Sal Hepatica? Well, it is no longer in existence. But Sal Hepatica, if you Google it back in the 50s, 60s, whatever, back in the day, right? This is my grandfather. Sal Hepatica was a laxative that people would take. And the reason he called a fumble a Sal Hepatica play is because he said it was, quote, unquote, the shittiest play in football. So my first key to the game is the power of the Sal Hepatica. And why I bring that up is this. Again, you look at Clint Sucks' struggles to hold on to the football. It's something where it's not just a one-game thing. It's not just some outlier. Clem Sucks has shown they are being careless with the football. They will turn the football over. They may not do it tomorrow, but they have in games leading up the power of the Sal Hepatica and forcing turnovers, forcing fumbles, however you can get them. Be on the attack on the defense. They have shown they will give up the football. Will the Sal Hepatica show itself on the Gamecock side of things or on the Clemson side of things? I should say offensively, use that to your advantage. Win the turnover battle. You can do that. I think that'll go a long way in getting victory in this game. My second key to victory, use the quick game offensively, right? You're not going to have a lot of time to sit back there, Spencer Rattler, scan the whole field, and, you know, what have you. Clem Sucks, give them credit. Their front four is elite. Their linebacker play might be even better. They have been fantastic in that front seven. They will be sending the pressure all day long, coming after number seven. Use the quick game. Get the ball to your playmakers on the outside. You know what I loved about the Tennessee game? Was Spencer Rattler, get it and go. There wasn't a whole lot of thinking, right? Just get it and go, get it and go, get it to the outside. You're going to have to do that in this one. I think you'll have to use the pass to open up the run. I think you'll have to use the pass to have any success on the ground, right? Clem sucks, averaging only giving up like 104 yards per game. They have been elite in stopping the run. Use the quick game to your advantage. Our guy, Savelle Newton, he talks about it all the time. He preaches it. Quick game, quick game, quick game. You finally saw them using that quick game last weekend. That's got to carry over into tomorrow. And then, guys, my final key to the game is this. As I mentioned, slow down Will Shipley. You do that, hey, make DJU beat you. That's my final key. Make DJU beat you. You know what? If you bottle up Will Shipley and DJU just has a game out of his mind or he plays one of his best games of the season, I think you tip your cap. Right, But you look at the Clemson's wide receivers and you look at South Carolina secondary, I think the matchup there is very favorable. Right, So I think you roll the dice there. I, I think you take your chances. And again, if DJU was on the way Spencer Rattler was against Tennessee, hey, you tip your cap. A great player beat you. But I think that's the way you got to roll. Be on the attack. Be the aggressor. Get them in those third and longs, those uncomfortable situations, those obvious passing downs where you can send some guys, you know, you, again, you can be aggressive, you can play the blitz, you can let your secondary work, put it all on DJ. You turn this into a game that he himself has to win. So again, guys, my three keys to the game, power of the Sal Hepatica, use the quick game and make DJ you 
beat you. That leads us into my lead pipe lock of the weekend prediction brought to you by our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants. Guys, A1 Air Quality Consultants is giving corporate services for working man prices. They have over 20 years in the mold industry and 10 years in the asbestos industry. They, they use the most modern scientific technology for highly accurate results. And they perform the following services, mold testing air and surface, allergen testing air for things like pollen, dust, et cetera, asbestos testing and building materials, asbestos air testing to make sure it's not airborne, air monitoring services during abatement projects, and E. coli testing surface and water. Guys, for more information, give them a call today at 864-619-2092. That's 864-619-2092. You can also find them on Twitter at A1 Air Quality 1 and on Instagram at A1 Air Quality Consultants. For any other questions, head to their website at A1AirQualityConsultants.com. That's A1AirQualityConsultants.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. This is a tough pick, probably my toughest pick of this season, and one that I've been going back and forth with all week long. You know, normally when I come into a week, guys, by, by Tuesday or Wednesday at the latest, I've got a pretty good feel on what I'm going to lock in. I've got a pretty good feel on how I believe the game is going to go and effectively who I'm going to pick to win the ball game. You know, the high that is the win over Tennessee, right, from the fan side of things, has been something that's been incredible to watch. I mean, this, this fan base, what a shot in the arm that was, right? And one of the big signature wins, like we talked about earlier in the week, that is for Shane Beamer in this Gamecocks football program. And so, you know, we've had a 10-game sample size of what Carolina football has been. It's been putrid offensively. The defense has been porous against the run, right? It's been an up and down roller coaster ride. And then you have this one game, this one game against Tennessee, where against all odds, I didn't give you a shot in hell where it all clicks. I mean, I'm still somewhat in shock and amazement. Nine touchdowns. The game Spencer Rattler had, the way your defense was able to be the aggressor and bottle up that Tennessee football team. So you really couldn't ask for much more momentum than you currently have, right, going into this one. But the narrative from this fan base all week has been, here comes that typical Gamecock letdown game. We can never follow up a great performance. With another great performance, we're doomed to play our worst football. And hey, that very well may happen because tale as old as time, a song as old as rhyme. We have seen it time and time again, right? Gamecock fans, we've seen this movie and the ship still sinks. You know, I, I notably over the summer in my season predictions picked the Gamecocks to go eight and four. And that included a win over Clem Sucks. Now, that included a win because I felt like this South kind of offense was going to look like what they looked like, maybe not even to the level they did, but look like what they did last weekend. Dynamic, throwing the football down the field, using their playmaker, Spencer Rattler being the difference offensively. 
but instead it has been really a grinded out type of season. And guys, you know, you look back and you think, man, it is crazy to think that South Carolina has gotten to seven wins. When you just take a look at the way they've won some of these games. And it has been a long, 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 long seven-game losing streak. I mean, it really has, right? And this rivalry has lost some of its juice. Let's call it for what it is because of the lack of competitiveness in these games. Last season, I think, also is one of the reasons our fan base is very hesitant, right? You you came off that big Auburn win, and we all went in that game last year with high hopes and dreams at home at night. This is going to be the year we snap the streak only to fall flat on our face and lose 30 to zero. Not even competitive, 30 to nothing, right? And so now here we are. Gamecocks, seven and four. Exactly where I picked them to be over the summer coming into this game. I'll say this. Clem sucks is about what I thought they'd be in the preseason, right? Ten and one, still a very good football team, top 10 caliber football team. DJU has been hit or miss offensively. Will Shipley's a fantastic player. I think Antonio Williams at the wide receiver position, um, as much as some of us may not be a huge fan of him due to the way he handled his recruitment, he's been a great player for them either way. Uh, Defensively, that front seven is elite, right? Their linebacker play is scary. And their secondary, again, while it's been susceptible, has been good enough, right? I think my greatest concern in this game and one of the reasons that, you know, again, I've gone back and forth. I really have. But one of the reasons I do lean the way of Clem sucks is football is still a line of scrimmage game, right? And if you're able to win up front more often than you lose, more often than not, you're going to win the football game. And and Clem sucks. That's where they got you last year, right? They were just able to dominate you in the trenches. And it it was so clear from the jump. The talent gap, right? Players win games, not coaches. And the players that Clem Sucks had last year were just so above and beyond. And the way they played that night, right? I mean, it just, it just, it was so evident the talent gap on the field that night a season ago. So that scares me. That worries me. Will South Carolina be able to get any semblance of a running game going? You got to get something going on the ground. And will they be able to give Spencer Rattler time to throw the football? On the flip side, we've seen this South kind of football team. Maybe they've caught lightning in a bottle, right? Why can't the Cox get hot? Has the offense found something? Did the loss in Gainesville, that performance, actually maybe jumpstart something and, and force Shane Beamer to make some sort of change offensively? Because, guys, that was a different football team. That was a different offense, I should say. As I said over the summer, I, I see Clem Sucks as very mortal. I, I don't view them as one of the elites in college football. I understand they're 10-1. and one. I understand where they're ranked. Clem Sucks is an 8-3, and three, probably at best team at this point if they're in the SEC. And, and I'm not going to sit here and play that game of, well, they don't play anybody. Hey, give them credit. Clem Sucks plays who's on their schedule. They can't control who's on the schedule. But they have looked very, very beatable throughout this year but still that 
that that that streak hangs over you, man. I, until the Gamecocks show they can be competitive in this game, much less win it, you'd have to be damn, damn near a fool to pick Carolina to win. And, hey, it's the same O-line from last year, and Clemson's got that same front seven practically. They lost a couple of guys, but they're still elite up front is the point I'm making. And, hey, like I said, slowing down Will Shipley, it's simple, right? It's much easier said than done. He's a very, very good football player. And Clem Sucks knows that the Gamecocks will be selling out to stop him. So I'm sure they've got a game plan ready. And they've got something put together to combat that. This game to me, guys, it's so much of it just rides on what version of this South kind of football team shows up. And again, is it closer to the version we saw last weekend in Columbia? Or is it closer to the version we saw two weeks ago in Gainesville, right? And it's funny how my answer for this game, you know, because I'm at least giving you a chance right now. If you'd asked me the week of, you know, following the Florida game, I would have said the Gamecocks had zero chance in this ballgame. On the road against the arch rival. And the mental edge in this game, right, guys? It's something we talked about this week. The mental edge. I mean, Clem sucks the last seven meetings. Again, give them credit. No matter what type of season they've been having, I mean, they come into this one, they play like the 01 Miami Hurricanes. I mean, they just look like they look like the best team in college football against the Gamecocks. And there has been an obvious mental edge in the last seven meetings. Now that can happen when you know, you have a team with just a roster full of superior players. And I think right now, guys, if we're going to call a spade a spade, and I don't know how anybody could argue, Clem Sucks' roster, top to bottom, it is still better than South Carolina's, no doubt. I mean, they have recruited at an extremely high level. Um, you know, they've stacked classes on classes on classes. I mean, they're going to the ACC Championship yet again, right? They have been fantastic in regards to recruiting. With that being said, guys, you know, I, I look at this one again. I, I think I'm going to start a new tradition this year where every year when I record the show, and maybe this will just be a one-off thing, but I just felt this. For whatever reason, I had this thought. I was like, why don't we do this? When I record my show and I, and I make my pick specifically for the Carolina Clem Sucks game, I'm going to play the fight song of the team that I pick. Because you know what? Why not? Hey, I'll eat it and play Tiger Rag if I think Clem Sucks is going to win. Of course, I'll play Step to the Rear if I think the Gamecocks are going to win. Hey, I'll be a man about it. I make a pick. I lock it in. Whatever. And again, you you look at this game. I think DJU is capable of beating South Carolina. But I think that's the way you've got to attack this and, and make him do that. You know, a lot of this game, and you, and you hate to put it on one player, but not really because it's a quarterback-driven game. If South Carolina is going to, you know, shock the world yet again, so much of it falls on Spencer Rattler. And, guys, I think getting off to a fast start, too. I mean, you look, South Carolina has won every game in which they've scored first, right? Also, you factor in, you know, 0-4 during the day, 7-0 at night. Does that negative trend continue, Right? There are so many negative trends going against Carolina in this one. The the mental edge that Clem Sucks obviously has over you. And 
you know, their advantage in the trenches, right? That That's still there. And it's going to be really tough for the Gamecocks to overcome. This is such a hard pick for me, guys, because, you know, when I make these picks, obviously, I'm removing my fandom as much as I possibly can, right? Because I'm trying to get them right. And I see things for what they are, not what I want them to be. But it's not easy, right, in a game we all so desperately want to win. We all so desperately want to win this football game. And it goes without saying, right? I don't have to tell you guys that. It's hard. I mean, you know, last year I picked Clem Sucks to win the game. That was not easy, right? I've never picked South Carolina to beat Clemson the week of the game. Clem Sucks, I should say, of course. Picking them over the summer was the first time I've ever Pick South Carolina to beat Clem Sucks in football in any form or fashion. Quick game, using the pass to open up the run, and staying aggressive. Did Shane Beamer learn from that game last week? Or did they go back and revert to their old ways? With that being said, guys, I have to do it. I'm a man of my word. Psych! Spencer Rattler leads a late touchdown drive to secure the 24-21 victory as the Gamecocks snap the streak. Clayton White's defensive unit does just enough in bottling up Will Shipley, some opportunistic takeaways and forced turnovers, and Shane Beamer learns his lesson from the Tennessee game. This South Carolina football team stays aggressive. This South Carolina football team plays with nothing to lose. This South Carolina football team lets their nuts hang. And at a time when Gamecock fans are expecting a letdown performance, Shane Beamer and South Carolina football say absolutely not to notch their eighth win on the 2022 regular season and to break the hearts of those in orange and purple. 24 to 21 Gamecocks take down Clem Sucks, ladies and gentlemen. Can't wait to see you at Carolina Ale House in Harbison. Go Cox, beat Clem Sucks, and we'll talk to you all on Monday. Monday.